And if you're making $50,000 of profit or more, typically you'll save more in taxes than the additional costs that you incur by converting to an S-Corp. Whereas if you're below that $50,000 mark, it might be a wash or you might even end up paying more in accounting fees than you're saving in taxes. So it's just not worth the extra hassle. Welcome to What Your CPA Wants You to Know, a podcast for business owners and those planning to make the jump into entrepreneurship. If you're thinking, I've got a great business idea, but what's next? This podcast is for you. I'm Carson Sands. And I'm Taryn Sands. I'm a CPA with over 10 years of experience helping people start and grow their businesses. And I'm an MBA with a specialization in marketing and entrepreneurship. Follow along as we share the ins and outs of running a business while keeping your family and sanity intact. And how to save tax dollars without breaking any IRS rules or triggering a painful audit. We're here to share everything your CPA wants you to know. In a fun and easy to understand way. Let's get started. Let's do it. I think this is our fifth episode that we're recording, if I'm not wrong. Wow. Five episodes in. Five episodes in, and I feel like we're getting a little bit better at being podcasters. Do you? Oh, yeah. We're pros. (laughs) I wouldn't say that we're pros yet, but I'm feeling less awkward coming up to the microphone every time we sit down. A little bit less nervous? A little less nervous, yes, but I feel like when I was listening to myself every time, I couldn't even talk correctly. Whenever I would start speaking into the microphone, I would get like super weird. Podcasting is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be, and I do not like to listen to my voice. I don't think anybody does. No, me either. I think that you just like get used to it and just try not to listen to yourself. Yes. So today we have a very big episode all about tax entity selection. This is a decision that every single business owner makes, and it's also something that you can readdress as your business grows. So that's why it's so, so important. So one of the most common questions we get about starting a new business is which tax entity should I choose? So the tax entity you select tells the IRS how they're going to tax your business. So this is a very important decision. This is not to be confused with if you're going to be an LLC or not. Any of these tax entities can be an LLC. Right. A lot of people make that confusion. So an LLC would help you with liability And tax entities is all about how your business pays taxes. So both of them really have nothing to do with the other. So you can be a sole proprietorship and LLC or any other sort of tax entity. It does not matter. You can still be an LLC. But we are going to have an entire episode about LLC. So make sure that you check that one out whenever we drop that episode. There are four types of tax entity that you can select. Sole proprietorship partnership, S-corporation, or C-corporation. Generally, we recommend when you get started that you start as a sole proprietorship. A sole proprietorship is a business with one owner or husband and wife owners 
The income on a sole proprietorship is reported on Schedule C of the owner's personal tax return. Most businesses begin this way, and then you can look into other options as you become more profitable. One benefit of a sole proprietorship is the simplicity. You don't have to file a separate tax return for your business, whereas all other business entity types, you do have to file a separate tax return, which costs more in accounting fees and makes your life a little bit more complicated. And that's a pretty big expense for new businesses to bear. Right. So that's awesome. When you get started, you don't have to worry about that $1,000 tax preparation invoice for a business tax return. You can just simply add a form. It's called Schedule C, and you would file your business's income and expenses on that form and just add it to your tax return. The next entity type is a partnership. A partnership is a business with two or more owners. Business ownership in a partnership can be split up between the partners in any percentages. So it can be 50-50, 90-10, 33-33, etc. A partnership is a flow-through entity. So what that means is that the income from the business flows to the owner's personal tax return from the business. The partnership does require its own tax return. They file what's called a Form 1065. And that is to report income and expenses to the IRS. The net income from the business flows to each partner on their individual tax return. So you do not pay any taxes when you file a 1065. The income for each partner is reported to the IRS on what's called a K-1. Now, a K-1 is similar to a W-2 in that it tells the IRS how much money the partner made from the business that year. The IRS will receive a copy of each K-1 and each partner will get a copy of that K-1. All partners are required to include the income from their K-1 on their personal tax return and that's when they pay taxes on the percentage of the business income. So the partnership is required to file that separate tax return. So just keep that in mind. That is going to be a yearly expense if you're choosing a partnership for your new business. The next entity type is an S-corp. An S-corp is an entity that can have one to a hundred owners. They're called shareholders. The income from the S-corp flows directly to the owner's personal tax return on a K-1, just like a partnership. The biggest difference between a partnership and an S-corp is in the way that they are taxed, which we'll address here shortly. But first, I just want to mention the last entity type quickly, and that's a C-corporation. We normally do not recommend C-corps for new businesses, and the way they're taxed is not usually preferable. The times when a C-corp is the right way to go are few and far between, and they're very specialized situations, and in those cases, you would almost certainly be working with a CPA and or an attorney. So when you choose your tax entity, you have four different choices, which are sole proprietorship, partnership, S-corp, and C-corp. Now, a sole proprietorship is filed on your personal tax return and all other three entities, you have to file a separate business tax return. An S-corp and a partnership are the entities that will have a K-1. Because partnerships and S-corps have those K-1s that the owners need for their personal tax return, those tax returns are actually due in March, not in April. So keep in mind, if you have a S-corp or a partnership, that your filing date is one month earlier. 
So now we want to dive into the most important part of this decision, and that is how is each entity taxed? So Carson, tell us how are sole proprietors taxed? A sole proprietorship, as we mentioned before, files the income on a Schedule C on your personal tax return. That income is subject to your ordinary income tax rate, which fluctuates, but it's also subject to self-employment tax, which does not fluctuate. The self-employment tax is 15.3%. Okay, can you explain what your ordinary income tax rate is in case someone's wondering? It varies a lot depending on how much income you have, and that would include any income you have outside of the business and any income that your spouse has. So it could be 10%, 12%, 22%, 24%, all the way up to 37%. So you're just talking about the normal income tax brackets that everyone pays, and it depends on how much money you make, which one you fall into. Exactly. Whichever one you're in, your business income will be taxed at that rate plus 15.3%. For self-employment tax. Similarly, the income from a partnership that's reported on your K-1 will be subject to income tax and self-employment tax in most cases. The only difference being that you would use a partnership return if you have more than one person that's an owner. Other than that, the taxes will end up very similar. So if you're a sole proprietor and if you're a partnership, then you have to pay both types of tax, correct? That is correct. Which is why we love S-Corps. That's right. They're great. <laughs> we love S-Corps. And if you follow us, you will hear us say this all the time. We love them because they do not have to pay self-employment taxes. The income from an S-Corp is reported on a K-1 just like the partnership. However, unlike the partnership or sole proprietorship, S-Corps do not pay self-employment taxes, which is awesome. But wait, there's a catch, isn't there? Yes, there is a downside, unfortunately. The catch here is the IRS requires each S-Corp owner to be paid a reasonable salary from the business. This makes operating an S-Corp more complicated due to all of the paperwork and forms required to process payroll. So if you've never processed payroll, it's actually kind of a big pain in the butt, especially if you're just trying to process payroll just to meet that S-Corp requirement. So you're having to learn a lot and file a lot of forms, even though you're just having one owner on payroll. But if you make enough profit, the tax savings that you'll get from using this method will be well worth the hassle and well worth the extra expense that you pay to your accountant. Yes. So there's kind of a sweet spot for when we recommend switching to an S-Corp. Our firm recommends an S-Corp for most businesses making $50,000 or more in annual profit on your tax return. So Carson, why do we recommend that a business switch to an S-Corp at the $50,000 profit mark? Well, we've added up the average cost of filing an S-Corp tax return and adding payroll services to the expenses that your business already pays. And if you're making $50,000 of profit or more, Typically, you'll save more in taxes than the additional costs that you incur by converting to an S-Corp. Whereas if you're below that $50,000 mark, it might be a wash or you might even end up paying more in accounting fees than you're saving in taxes. So it's just not worth the extra hassle. Right. So the reason we love an S-Corp is because it saves you money. 
And if you are making, let's say, $100,000 in profit, it's pretty much a no-brainer to go ahead and do those extra steps for the S-Corp so that you can save a lot in tax dollars. And those are yearly savings, so it really does add up. Now, if you have an S-Corp, you are going to file what's called an 1120S. Now, that's just a form, like we say, Form 1040. The S-Corp tax return is called Form 1120S, and that is due in March, like I said earlier. Now, to file that return, it usually costs at least $1,000. It depends on where you get that prepared, and you will need a CPA or tax preparer to file that. So that's definitely one expense to keep in mind if you're going to have an S-Corp. So we are actually going to have an entire episode about S-Corps later on, so make sure to check that out. We wanted to dive into it just a little bit today, but we will definitely have an episode dedicated 100% to S-Corps, how you do it, why you do it, and all that is involved in that. And since we're talking about taxes on the other types of entities, just briefly I'll mention the taxes for the C-Corp. Even though we already told you don't do it, just in case you need further proof. (laughs) So the C-Corporation is the only type of entity that pays its own tax when it comes to business filings. The tax rate is 21%. And you might be thinking, wait, then why do we not do it? That's a great tax rate. That's a lot lower than all the other things you've been telling me. Well, the problem is C-Corps are subject to double taxation. And what I mean by that is the C-Corp makes... $100,000 in profit and pays $21,000 in taxes on that. There's $79,000 left over that you get to have as the owner, right? Not so fast. You have to take that money out in one of a few forms, either salary to yourself or contract labor as a management fee or something like that. Or maybe they're just dividends that you pay yourself from your own corporation. No matter what you do to get that money out of the corporation, you have to pay tax on that again. So now you've paid tax on income twice. And that double taxation is why we normally do not recommend you choose C-Corp as your business entity type. Okay, well, that is all four entity types. When you start a business, you have to select one. We generally suggest starting out with a sole proprietorship if you can. Now, if you have a partner, obviously you can't start as a sole proprietorship. You would have to start as a partnership. And then when you start making more in your business and your profit is over that $50,000 mark, that's when you want to really think about switching to an S-Corp. And the C-Corp, we really don't recommend at all because of that double taxation Carson was talking about. So a question that comes up a lot is, okay, you've made the decision, you know which entity you're going to select, like what do you need to do next? You need to alert the IRS, you need to file some sort of form, like how do you let them know that you've chosen and that this is the entity you want your business to be? That's a great question. So for the first type, sole proprietorship, if you decide that's the right option for you, you don't have to do anything. You make money, that's a business, you report it on your tax return, There's no forms to file with the IRS. There's nothing to fill out. You just report it on your tax return and move along. Similarly, with a partnership, if you own a business with anybody else, you already have a partnership, even if you didn't realize it. Now, if you don't file any paperwork or use an attorney, then you have what's called a general partnership. For legal liability purposes, that's a pretty bad idea, which we can talk about in another episode, You don't really have to do anything to be a partnership. 
However, you probably will want to use an attorney to draw up the paperwork for the partnership agreement. But there is nothing that you need to file with the IRS except your partnership tax return. So basically, you can go all year, say you started your business at the beginning of 2023. There's nothing that you need to file until it's 2024 and time to file that tax return, correct? That's correct for both the sole proprietorship and the partnership. Now, there is one form that you will need to file to get an EIN. You don't have to have an EIN if you are filing a sole proprietorship, but you can use an EIN for that. If you have a partnership return, you have to have an EIN. And to get that, you just use form SS-4. It's an IRS form that you fill out and they will assign you an employer identification number or EIN. So you can file that EIN online. You can go to the IRS website and it will let you do that form electronically. And if you were to file that before you filed your tax return, then you would select on that form which entity you would like to be taxed as. But you don't necessarily have to do that before you do your tax return. Right. And then the next entity type does require a filing. The S corporation, for that you have to file form 2553. To file Form 2553, you'll have to have an EIN first, so you'll also need to get your tax ID number and then file Form 2553. So there's really not much paperwork that you need to file in the beginning before you file that very first tax return. That first tax return is really going to be the one that tells the IRS how you want your business to be taxed, and they will keep taxing you like that unless you make a change. Now, a change would be to file that Form 2553 to change to an S-Corp. But unless you file that form, they'll just keep taxing you as you were the previous year. That's right. So that wraps up the very, very exciting episode all about tax entities. I'm on the edge of my seat. I can hardly contain myself. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny, but unfortunately, just like most things we will talk about on this podcast, it is just very important. If you're a business owner, this is something that you need to know. And you need to be very confident in your decision and know how these entities are taxed. Absolutely. So that's all we have for today. So definitely tune in next week to the next episode of What What Your CPA CPA Wants You to Know know podcast. This podcast is intended to provide accounting and tax information for educational purposes only. All tax situations are unique and should be handled with the assistance of a tax professional. 